Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, amen. Well, how you all doing today? Did you guys get some sleep? Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, um, I just want to... Let me just say something about, you know, uh, Pastor Mark just spoke about um, Jesus um, and the fact that, you know, in Second Corinthians, I believe, I believe it's 8 verse 9, says, uh, And we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that we might what? We might become rich through his poverty. Now that's interesting because... We have to ask ourselves, when did he become poor? Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Because obviously he wasn't poor in heaven. No. No. Hallelujah. And the truth is, even when he walked on the earth, he wasn't poor. He had a full supply. So he actually became poor at the cross. Amen. And that's because he wanted to exchange poverty, amen, our poverty amen. for his riches. Glory to God. So really, we became rich. Not yesterday. We became rich over 2,000 years ago. Amen. Amen. So rich is is who I am. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Now to really understand this, you have to understand, Jesus will never refer to you as poor. And we must be careful not to start to glorify the word poor. Because if poor, if there was anything good about poor, then we would have some power in heaven. Am I correct? That's true. But when you get to heaven, there's no poor. There's no poor. So there can't be anything good about poor. Hallelujah. That's true. Poor came when the devil came. That's right. He brought poor. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Uh, Adam wasn't poor. No. Eve wasn't poor. It was after the fall of man that poverty came. Amen. Now, let me show you something. Go to Revelation 2, verse 9. Just, you know, felt I should say that. Glory to God. Because I really believe God is raising a... Very rich church right here. Come on. Say amen. Amen. Don't be angry with me because I call you rich. Okay, you should be happy. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Some people want to fight for the right to be born. All right. Now watch it. It says, Revelation 2 verse 9. Very interesting. Very interesting. It says, Okay, this time I'm, I'm going to use just Mr. Holy Spirit. Okay, just you. Okay, this time. <laughs> you dressed for this. He came prepared tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now watch this. You know, it says, I know your works. Okay, now which is your phone here? Okay, that's your phone. That's a bigger one. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> Full gospel, huh? All right. <laughs> now watch this. This is. Your phone, all right? This is not you. No. This is your phone. Am I correct? This is your jacket. Very sharp, man. Sharp, sharp, sharp. Come on. Hallelujah. All right, so this is your jacket. I mean, this is your, your phone, all right? Now watch this. It says, I know your works. So we know their works are not them. That's not their identity, right? Okay, it says, I know your works, your tribulation. See, you've got to separate yourself from the trial. It's not you. You are, you are different from what you're passing through. Does that make sense? All right? So he says, I know your works, I know your tribulation, and, your, and poverty. So that poverty is not you. 
It's your poverty. That's a condition. But then he now turns to the man and says, but you are rich. Amen. So, so Jesus could not call them poor. He couldn't. Because if he called them poor, he would ha- that means he's denying his work, his redemptive work. We are not poor. It's wrong to say you're poor. Your condition is a condition. It will change. If you hold on to truth, your truth will change the circumstance. Are you with me? And then you start to manifest who you really are. You are a child of God. He be the king. Hello. He is the richest personality in the universe. And you happen to be his children. So you cannot be poor. You're from a royal family. Say amen, somebody. Glory to God. You are royalty. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. I just felt I should just throw that in because, you know, that's something a lot told me some time ago. I can't call myself poor. Condition is different from who I am. Okay? I'm a child of God. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have to call you up again sometime, you know. You're looking too sharp. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Say, this is my year. This is my year. 2017 is going to be my best year so far. Notice I said so far. Because every other year coming is going to get better. Amen? Amen. But we're speaking and what we say is what we get. That's the truth. Amen? Amen. We are speaking into our future. This is going to be your best year so far. Things are going to work for you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, your debts, all your debts are going to be gradually eliminated. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And then starting from this year, you're going to see major reduction. Amen. And for many people, it's going to be totally eliminated. Say amen, somebody. Glory be to God. God wants to free your hands. He wants to free your hands. Amen. He wants you to be able to get up and go anywhere you want to go in this world. Without any ropes holding you back. Say amen. No financial bondage for you. Glory be to God. Alright, so say this year. year. I'm free this year. year. I have financial freedom. In the name of Jesus. I trust God. To set me free. Financially. And to bring financial elevation. In my life. Amen. I am not poor. I am rich. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of the king. My father makes planets just for fun. Glory. You know, just think about it, guys. If, if, because the Bible says, my God supplies all your need according to his riches in glory. His riches. He's rich, man. Amen. Just think about it. If God was to sell the moon, (laughs) would that be enough to take care of your stuff? Hello? Just one moon, man. Just one. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, let's go back to 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. I want to say a few things, and I just want to kind of 
give you a little, some testimonies that kind of, kind of, you know, encapsulate everything I've said since morning. Second Corinthians 13, verse 14. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And I believe God will heal you tonight. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Whatever kind of sickness, whether it's a mental sickness, whether it's a physical sickness, whether it's a financial sickness. He heals all kinds of sicknesses. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So 2 Corinthians 13 verse 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hallelujah. Now that's amazing because we know the Father's in heaven. We know Jesus is in heaven. So when he says be with you. Obviously, for the love of God and the grace of Jesus to be with me, it has to be through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. In other words, the communion of the Spirit is how I get access to the love of the Father and how I enjoy the grace of Jesus through the communion of the Spirit. So how I relate with the Spirit of God makes a big difference. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Glory to God. And so, and so you can have two believers. They, they all have equal rights in Christ. But one is able to really enjoy those rights while the other one kind of seems to suffer. It's just because of how he relates with God. Amen? amen. How he relates with the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. And so when we say we walk by faith, walk by faith, it's a reference to walking with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. We walk by faith. Where, where are we going? We're going where he leads us. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. He leads us. We follow him by faith. Amen? So sometimes he'll, 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 he'll show you things to come. But then you can't see those things in the physical. But he showed you in your spirit. You have to trust him. Hallelujah. Sometimes he prompts you and you know, you know, I sense in my heart I'm supposed to go this way. But when you look around, it doesn't look like it's the right way to go. But the more you pray, the more you sense that's the way to go. And one thing I've learned, if it's God today, it'll be God tomorrow. It'll be God next month. It'll be God next year. He's not going to change his mind. Praise the Lord. So, so, so if you find that, that constant signal... In your spirit about something and if it gets stronger when you get closer to God the more you pray it gets stronger that's a sign amen that's a sign the Lord is trying to get you to see something in that in that direction praise the Lord are you with me glory be to God all right so so the the communion of the spirit or the partnership of the holy spirit is how we enjoy the love of god and how we enjoy the grace of jesus christ amen, amen? through the spirit of god we can't relegate him to the background anymore no. amen we can't we can't just talk about holy ghost as if it's a junior god no. amen? amen he is not junior god he is God. Hallelujah. He is full God. Full. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. All right. So, so, so this scripture becomes a basis very important for us to really understand the victorious Christian life. All right. Now go to Romans 8.14. Romans 8.14. Romans 8.14. 
as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. These are the sons of God, okay? Now, when you start to be led, when you allow the Holy Ghost to lead you, like we talked about in the morning, several things start to happen. Now, there's, there's great dividends. There's great results to, in the life of someone who allows themselves to be led by the Holy Ghost. Amen? You know, I'll be honest with you. I think every, let me not say I think, I know. Every decision in your life, you need and when I say decision, I mean, I mean really every major decision. Yeah. You need to be led by the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The kind of business you do, yeah. kind of investments you make, yeah. who you get married to. Yeah. Come on, you need to be led by the Spirit. Yeah. Amen. Amen. He knows everything. He, he knows everything. He has, he's omniscient. So you can't, you can't miss it when you're led by the Spirit of God. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So, so it says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Right? Then he goes to the next verse. Watch this. Next verse. Go to verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. Interesting. But you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Why did he say that? You, see, see, the spirit you have, there's no fear in the Holy Spirit. No. Whenever you experience fear, it did not come from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives in you. And that's where he guides you from. So he's trying to let us know, you cannot entertain fear if you want to be led by the Spirit. Amen? You've got to deal with that fear. Alright? Because that fear will interfere with the leading of the Spirit. Glory to God. You know, fear, fear of all kinds of things. People have fear. Everyone fear of failure. You know, fear of failure is not a good motivation for success. No. It's not. No. I, I had a preacher say one time, he says, you know what? You, you got to get some fear, man. You got to get some fear. And people were screaming. I'm like, what are they screaming for? <laughs> the man is telling you, you got to get some fear. The, the, God says, you, you got to get rid of the fear. Amen. And everyone's going, whoo, 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 whoo. <laughs> Praise the Lord. No, that's not how it works. Amen. You don't need fear. If fear is your motivation for success, in other words, you're, you're afraid of failure, even when you seem to succeed, you're still in a very dicey place because you still have fear. Yeah. And that fear becomes an open door so that even when you get to that place you're trying to get to, you could lose everything yeah. Yeah. because the fear is still present. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The, the motivation for success is not fear. It must be faith. Faith in God. I trust God. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter how things look like, I trust God. Hallelujah. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of failure because I know God will help me succeed. Say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. No fear. No fear. Someone said no fear. Say no fear. Here. No fear. Tell somebody no fear. Here. Glory to God. The devil is not happy right now. Oh, he's not happy. He is the spirit of fear, you know. Yeah. Glory to God. Now go on, let me show you. Go on. Next verse. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Next verse. Makes a very powerful statement right here. Next verse. All right. If we're children, then we're heirs. Yeah. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. That's amazing. An heir of God. 
Now think about it. That means I have the right of inheritance. All right? Yes. Now, he's trying, the, the reason he makes the next statement is to just paint a picture of my airship. Mm-hmm. In other words, he, he wants me to understand how much of an heir of God I am. So it tells me I'm a joint heir with Christ. Glory. Now the joint heir means means not a part heir. I'm not a part heir. I'm a joint heir. That means it's not a 50-50 deal. It's a 100%, 100% deal. What he owns, I own. What I own, he owns. That's how much of an heir I am. Glory to God. I mean, we could, we could take off on that tangent, man. Because all we need to, to do now is find out what he owns. Yeah. Right. When I find out what he owns, hallelujah. Say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. All right. So, so now watch this. Now we're being led by the Spirit. Okay. And this statement is so powerful because it says, it says if you, the verse before says, and we know that we are children of God. He says, he bears witness with our spirits that we're children of God. So he's, he's trying to show me how the Spirit of God leads me. The same way you know you're a child of God right now. How? Because this Holy Spirit is inside your heart and is witnessing to your spirit that you're a child of God. So, so when I ask you, are you a child of God? You are so sure because of the witness of the Spirit. He's telling me that's the same way we're led by the Spirit. You see, it's by the same witness of the Spirit. The things you just know. Hallelujah. The things you know inside. Hallelujah. That's because He told you. He's telling you on the inside. That's how you know it. You can't always explain to people with, with English natural vocabulary. You can't. So don't, 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 don't give yourself a headache. Amen. <laughs> Just learn how to walk with him. Amen. There's a witness on the inside. And learn to sharpen the witness. Glory to God. The more you meditate on the word of God. The more you pray in the spirit. And sometimes you know fast here and there. As you're led by the spirit of God. You'll find yourself being sharpened. And then over time. Over time as you practice. The leading of the spirit. You start to get. You start to understand. The unique way in which he leads you. Does that make sense? So over time, over time you get to a place where you just know that you know that you know this is what God wants you to do. Praise the Lord. Glory to Jesus Christ. All right. So, so, so this leading of spirit takes us to a very important place. Verse 19. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. The King James says the manifestation of the sons of God. The manifestation of the sons of God. All right? Look at uh, the Amplified. Give me the Amplified. This is as you're led by the Spirit. As you're led by the Spirit. All right? He leads us. And as he leads us, we end up in this place. Where we start to be manifested. All right? See? It says, for even the whole creation, all nature, waits expectantly and longs earnestly for God's sons to be made known, waits for the revealing, disclosing of their sonship. Woo, glory to God. That means that your full potential becomes expressed. Hallelujah. That means that the glory of God on the inside of you starts to become manifested. Say amen, somebody. 
life. That's a manifestation. Hallelujah. And that happens as you're led by the Spirit. That's the pathway. That's his perfect will for your life. Along that pathway, you get to the place of your manifestation. Where you're now, you're now manifesting all that God has embedded in your spirit. Glory to God. You're now expressing the fullness of God. Your full potential and capacity in Christ. Say amen. Amen. It's going to happen, guys. It's going to happen. Not long from now. Hallelujah. It's going to happen before the rapture. You are going to be manifested before the rapture. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, this is amazing because as, as you get to this point of manifestation, right? As the Holy Ghost leads you, it takes us to a very important place I want to, I want to show you. In verse, verse 28. Verse 28. Yeah. This, is, this is, don't forget there's a context here. What's the context? Being led by the Spirit. There's context, all right? Yeah. So, so when you get to verse 28, he says, We know that all things work together for good to those who love God. What's the context? Led by the Spirit. Did you see that? That's the context. And we know all things work together for good. You know, first time I read this, or first time somebody preached this, really, the way it was presented, I thought that when it says all things, he was primarily talking about experiences. And I found out the experiences is the least of what he's talking about here. You know? He says, we know all things work together for good. To understand this, you have to understand the word work together. That phrase, work together. Together, literally in the Greek, means synergy. Synergy. So he's saying all things. So whatever all things are, they walk in synergy for your good. They walk together for your good. So the question now becomes, what exactly do we mean by all things? Always go back to the context. Go back to Romans 8.19. Give me the amplified. <clears throat> Romans 8.19 amplified. <clears throat> for even the whole creation, all nature... The whole creation, the whole creation, the whole creation, all creation. Now let's go back to verse 28. Go back to verse 28. Give me New King James. Verse 28. We know that all things, what's the context here? All creation. This is, this is good news, man. All things. So when it says all things. Walk together, walk in synergy. It's talking about creation. When I'm led by the Spirit, when I'm led by the Spirit, I get to that place where by the Spirit, everything starts to walk in my favor. Even your dog will walk in your favor, somebody. Hello. Say amen, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. You see, this is what happened to Jesus. He was operating as a son. He was never called a son until he was baptized by the Spirit. And then he was driven or led by the Spirit. And he was called a son. God says, this is my beloved son 
in whom I'm well pleased. From that time, he's manifesting. Yes. As part of that manifestation, all things begin to work together for his good. Mm. Even the weather. Ah. He speaks to the storm. He speaks to the sea. Hallelujah. He speaks to fevers. He walks on water. Say amen, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then he's telling us all things work together for good. And he's telling us the same works I do, you'll do the same works that you do even greater works. So listen, guys. When I read the Gospels, I'm not saying this is what Jesus did. That's Jesus' me. No, 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 no. When I read the Gospels, I start to expect the same things. Whatever I see in the Gospels, I expect it. One time I went to preach somewhere, and the weather, the weather was so bad. Little town in Nigeria, and it was so bad. And the, the, the roof, they didn't have a ceiling. They just had a zinc roof. So when it began to rain, nobody could hear what I was saying. Friday night, nobody heard what I said. Saturday, nobody heard. I was, I was like, this is not right. It rained, and it didn't stop raining. It just kept on raining. So I woke up in the morning and it was still raining. It had rained all night. Yeah. I'm supposed to preach in the morning. Ha! Mm. Huh. I just had this impression in my spirit. And I knew God was speaking to me. Take authority. Yeah. Speak to it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Glory. So that's what I did. Yeah. I spoke, I pointed. Not, not outside, inside the room, okay? When nobody. I pointed. <laughs> <laughs> I pointed up and I said, I said, I call the wind to blow and to remove the storm. And I command the storm to stop until I finish my sessions. That's what I said. I went back to bed, lay down for about one and a half hours, got up, everything's gone. Rain gone, sun is out, dry. I go, I'm preaching, having a great time. The mistake I made was I said, until I finish. When I finished my last, my last session, and I said, Amen. I looked outside, and it was dark outside, and the rain came on me. Boom! They had to carry me into the car, man. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. But it works. I used to have a dog. I used to have a dog, and this dog got some uh, fungal infection, you know? And the hair began to fall off, you know? And I took it to the vet. And the vet told me, well, this is, this is a fungal infection. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a couple of months before this is really totally gone. He gave me some ointments. And I got back home and I, and I just looked at the dog, you know. We're kind of close, me and the dog, you know. <laughs> hey, hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. His name was Shepherd, okay. So, so I looked at Shepherd and Shepherd was just there lying down. And he had this look on his face, this sad look as if, can't you do something about my situation? <laughs> you know, it felt like Shepherd was saying, you know, we, creation, are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I literally picked up Shepherd. I mean, I just got upset about his condition. Picked him up, laid hands on the body. And I commanded the, 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 fung, the fungi to die. Yeah. Yeah. And I commanded the hair to grow. Yeah. I left him. Listen, I forgot about it. Three days after I'm walking past him, all the hair is grown. Yeah. And I went back to the vet and the vet was shocked. Oh, 
what happened? And I had to explain to him what happened. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, the vet knew at least something worked for this guy. Now, whatever this weird, weird stuff he did, but it's working. Hallelujah. <laughs> Say amen. So all of creation is meant to work together for our good. This is a favor to the next dimension. Not just about people, but about creation. That's why they couldn't arrest Jesus. They couldn't. He had to give himself. Because when they came to arrest him, all he had to say was, they said, are you, are you, are you? He said, I am. They fell. <laughs> now, those guys are a bit, you know, like we talked this morning. Those guys had supernatural stupidity. Yeah. Because if I was the one and I went to arrest you and you said, I am, and I fell, I'm gone, man. <laughs> those guys came back to arrest him. How dumb can you be? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So, so, here we see, all things working together for good. Mm-hmm. And this is as we are led by the Spirit. And this is, this is by the influence of the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. He influences everything on our behalf. When He goes ahead of us, He influences everything. Glory to God. I mean, I've had some weird things happen to me. When we, you know, uh, uh, the Lord impressed in my heart to, to start a church in, in Florida in the year 2005. So I went there and... Um, you know, I, I didn't have anybody to help me really, so I had to quickly learn how to set the sound system up before, from Nigeria before I came over, right? So we had all kinds of, you know, difficulties, but eventually God helped us. But then what happened was in the, uh, on Saturday nights, I would go to set up the equipment, right? And I went with one of the church members. These are, these are all new converts, all right? And so I went there, and for some reason, the thing stopped working, the equipment, the um, recorder. Stop working. And man, I just didn't want to spend any more money. I was tired of it. We spent money and spent so much. I was tired. I said, I don't want to spend any more money. So I'm standing here looking at this. I'm feeling so frustrated. And this guy standing by my side waiting for me to make a decision. You know? <laughs> and so I had this impression. Why don't you lay hands on it? I said, oh. And I said to the Lord, I don't mind laying hands on it, but let him go first. <laughs> I don't want him around when I'm laying hands on the equipment, man. And he wouldn't go. He just stayed right there. So at some point I said, I had to explain to him. I said, listen, I'm going to do something now. Might seem a bit weird to you. <laughs> I'm going to lay hands on the equipment. Okay? His eyes open. Huh? <laughs> I said, don't worry, just allow me. I'm going to lay hands on equipment and we're going to trust God. How's that? I said, sometimes God does some amazing things, you know. Yeah. He's looking at me. He's not in agreement. <laughs> so I went ahead and I laid hands. I said, you know, this is not a time to, to, to pray any fanciful prayers. Yeah. You don't go and say, oh, Father, come to ya in the many auspices of the excellencies of the glories. No, 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 no. That's not a time to do that, man. This time I said, Lord, this thing has to work now. <laughs> we don't have money to go fix this thing. Make it work. Let the angels do something. Amen. Hallelujah. So I laid hands on it and I told him we should go. Amen. We went home, came back the next day. I forgot about it. So here I am preaching. And the thing is working, but I forgot. So it just dawns on me. And it dawns on me and dawns on him at the same time. 
So he goes, Pastor, it's working! I said, Woo! Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you find yourself in a, in a tight spot. Yeah. And then you find that's when you really have, those are, many times, those are the opportunities we have right. to really, you know, express God. Come on. Discover the goodness and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. So, so um, it says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God. And then ultimately we get to the point where all things are working. Now, all things means all things. All things means people. Yes. It means it means molecules, mm -hmm. hydrogen, oxygen. Yes. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. All things. All things. All things includes your body parts. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Your body parts were built to work for your good. Amen. Not Amen. against you. Amen. They're not supposed to work against you. It's supposed to work for your good. Thank you. And if you look at how your body is made, all your body parts, your heart, your liver, all the organs are working in synergy. Yes, they are. For your good. That's good. And when they're not, that means something is wrong. Yes. Praise the Lord. But the influence of the Holy Spirit is able to make your body work together for your good. good. The same Spirit that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead yeah. dwells in us and quickens yeah. our mortal bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Am I correct? Yeah. So, so the laws of nature are supposed to work for our good. Mm -hmm. The spiritual laws are supposed to work for our good. You see what I'm saying? Amen. So even money, money is supposed to work for your good. Yes. Hello, money is meant to work for your good. Yes. Glory to God. And when you line up with the pathway of God, what does the Bible say? It says his paths drip with what? Abundance. Yes. So when I walk the path of God, I enter the place of abundance. Yes. Money works for me. Yes. Hallelujah. All of creation is supposed to work for you. Amen. Glory to God. All right. Now, some years ago, you know, I felt, I felt, um, um, when, when I got saved, you know, uh, somebody gave me a book by Brother Hagen, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God. Oh, man, yeah. God, that yeah. book, that book was, it, that was just God. Yeah. God just helped me from the onset. Mm -hmm. You know, it was so simple to understand. And I just, it just made sense, you know. And all this spooky stuff was, was not there, you know, it's just simple, you know. And so I just, somehow, I began to buy more of his books. And every time, you know, at the back of the books, I'd have this picture of a Rema, you know. So, you know, somehow, at the back of my mind, I, I wondered, wow, it would be nice to go to this Bible school, you know. But I never really, never seemed real, you know. I just kept on <clears throat> just, you know, moving on. And then at some point in time, in the, the year 1996, the Lord began to impress in my heart to go to Rema. And I'm like, Lord, how? At that time, it was, it was so difficult to get a visa. So difficult. Especially this kind of visa. The kind of visa Rema offered. Very difficult. And then, the money. You know? And so, sometimes, you know, see, see when God leads you, when God, the Spirit of God goes ahead of you. Yeah. When he speaks to you about something, it might not make sense in the natural. But listen, he has made a way for you. Amen. He has. Right? And so, you know, I just got to that point. I had to yield to the Spirit of God. I knew this was God, you know. And once I yielded, the first thing that happened was, 
you know, I noticed everywhere I went, I'd hear messages about sewing. Sewing. Yeah. You know, somebody gave me a book, you know, by John Avanzini called Always Abounding, you know, and it was just about sewing. You know, he said how, you know, how uh, God himself practices what he preaches, you know, because God wanted many sons. So what did God do? He sowed his son and reaped many sons. I was like, wow, you know. So the Lord began to deal with me, says, you need to start to sow because of where you're going. Sow so I can go ahead of you and give you and prepare your supply. Amazing. Amazing. So, so I went, you know, I was, this was going on. This was the first time I really had this kind of strong impression. So I went to church that day and I sat down, you know, and the pastor's preaching. And he walks up to me and he stops and he says, if you want to enlarge your ministerial coast, begin to sow. Yeah. And he moves on. Of course, after the service, I ran to him. I said, what did you mean? He said, about what? I said, you said, if I want to enlarge Venezuela coast, begin to sow. He said, I never said that. Wow. I had to go and investigate. I went and got the assistant pastor. Nobody, not on record, nothing. I'm like, what happened? Something supernatural happened. God spoke to me. Shh, man, I went home and began to sow, man. Took all my suits, all my clothes. TV, um, furniture. I was sewing so much. My wife said to me one time, you might as well sew us out as well. <laughs> sew me, sew me and the kids as well, man. <laughs> I was on a sewing frenzy, man. I was sewing everything. So, 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 so. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Basically emptied everything we had. And then God began to move. First thing happened was we had a financial miracle. Somebody gave us money, right? Which was just enough for the minimum requirement for the school. Just enough. But it was only going to last for six months. But it was at least enough for us to be accepted. Yeah. I went to the school. Rema says you must bring your spouse. All right? So, well, now I had to bring my spouse, which means you got to pay more. Amen? And your kids, so my whole family, which was expanding quickly. So, <laughs> hallelujah, amen. So, so we go to Tulsa, you know, and <laughs> go to Tulsa, and you know, we checked into Econo Lodge, Econo Lodge. Man, that that particular Econo Lodge looked bad, man. <laughs> I looked across and I saw some guys across. I, I told my wife, I said, I don't like this place, man. You know, this place doesn't look safe. And then we called an agent, right? And she was so kind to us. Left her job, left her office, came and picked us up, you know, took us around, helped us get a place. She, she helped us so much, she got fired. Oh, wow. I'm serious. Wow. But then God gave her a better job. Yeah, amazing. So she, she, she took us to an apartment complex and she also helped somebody else get the same apartment complex and she felt the need to, let, to, meet, to get us to meet. Yeah. So here we come to meet this lady and, and then she's, uh, somehow we just connected and then I led her to Christ. 
All right? And so somehow, we're just connected. This woman, this woman is a computer analyst. She goes from state to state, country to country and all that. So somehow, you know, she began to become a blessing to us. You know? We would, maybe my, my kids would need warm clothing. Next thing we know, she appears with a suitcase. Wow. <laughs> you know? I mean, really, really, really nice, nice woman. And I knew that was God just trying to help us out, you know? But there's a problem now because the money we have is about to finish. Six months, right? And I'm supposed to spend two years. So I get home one day and I put on the TV. And the man is preaching and says, you got to bring your tithe. And I put it off. <laughs> they want to hear none of that, okay? Because the way I see it, the money's not enough. What am I tithing for? Hello? You, you can't afford not to tithe. Right. That's right. So I just left it, you know. Got to a point, I noticed many of the stations were teaching about tithing. So I stopped watching TV. <laughs> and then it got really bad when I got home one day. My wife said, you know what? The Lord is speaking to me. I think we need to tithe. <laughs> now when your wife starts to speak to you like that, no escape anymore. Yes. Praise the Lord. So, well, you know, something interesting had happened when we got the apartment. We, my wife and I, and then the, uh, my, my little baby, okay, before the other kids came over, right? Had my little baby. And we went, went to get an apartment. We said we wanted a one-bedroom. One-bedroom. And they refused. I said, why? They said, your wife and you and a baby. You need two bedrooms. I said, that's the state law. I said, state law? I said, this is a baby. Where we come from, the baby sleeps with us until the baby gets a bit bigger. She said, no, we have some issues here. And I realized she was talking about all this kind of sexual problems and all sexual, you know. So I said, listen, listen, listen. Where I come from, we don't have that kind of problem. She said, it doesn't matter. You're still going to have to get. So here we have two bedrooms. Of course, me and my wife and the baby still sleep on the same bed. And so we have one empty bedroom. Empty. And every time I walk past the bedroom, I'm angry, man. I'm angry. I'm looking at the bedroom. What, <laughs> what, what is happening, you know? <laughs> so, so bringing back to that tithe story. So I decided, you know, you know, started making my mind about tithing. Insurance company writes to us. We just bought this Toyota pickup, you know. And they write to us and they tell us, um, we, we made a mistake. Your, uh, your premium is uh, actually supposed to be 100% more. What kind of mistake is that? <laughs> the, same, the same two days after, notice the tire was flat. I looked at the tire, it was really bad. So I'm looking at all this and I'm wondering what's going on. I just feel like I'm being attacked. And I feel like I'm in disobedience, you know. So anyway, I just went that day and I went to church and I, and I, just, and I gave my tithe. Hello, very humble, very humble, gave my tithe. <laughs> Hallelujah. Brought my tithe. And then amazing thing happened. Got back home that same afternoon. Received a phone call from a brother who I just got to meet who was staying with somebody else. He calls me and tells me he, he heard that we have an extra room. Mm. 
I'm trying to show you how God works things. He heard we have an extra room. And that where he's staying is having problems with the people there. And this is how much he would like to pay us for this room. When I heard what he wanted to pay us. <laughs> All I had to do was add about $16 and pay for the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you know what I said? This came as a reflex. I said, let me pray about it. <laughs> watch this, watch this. I dropped the phone. And I, and I kid you not, I heard the Lord say, you better pick up the phone and call him back right now. <laughs> so I picked up the phone quickly and I called. I said, the Lord has spoken. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> come on, man. I will come and pick you up when I pick up, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I went, I went and I picked him up, man. Brought him with his Lord and moved him in. Praise the Lord. So now we have someone paying our rent. Glory. And all I had to do was tithe. And the Holy Spirit was leading me all this time, but I was resisting. Took a couple of months. Hallelujah. So I'm getting, I'm getting excited now. This is good, man. This is good, right? So, so, so you know, the um, uh, December 12th, 1996, if you go check it out, it's a Sunday. <laughs> we had exactly $8 left in the account. $8 left to my genealogy. <laughs> Amen? And I went to church that Sunday. And I just got to church and I... Isn't it amazing how you have so little left and it's not really going to help you, but yet it's a fight yeah. to release it. Because I felt I was supposed to sow that seed. It wasn't going to do anything for me. Nothing. So it was a seed. And I went to church, you know. And, uh, and I don't know how it is now in Rema, but back then, they had the praise and worship, and then they would break it in between for the offering. Then they would continue. So when it was time for the offering, you know, I had written my check, the last $8. I wrote it, $8. And here comes the basket, you know. So I dropped it in the basket, and I watched it go, man. I mean, literally, I watched it go. <laughs> and when I saw it go far enough, I began to worship God, man. And my worship wasn't just worship. It was, Lord, you got to do something. Hallelujah. You got to move. Amen. And I'm worshiping God. And then the, uh, pastor, the pastor preaches after the service. I'm just about to walk out of the, the church auditorium. And the lady walks up to me and shake, shakes my hands. And she shakes my hands and leaves paper behind. We call it a Pentecostal handshake. Yeah. And I open my hand and I see $200. Man, $200 never felt so good, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, this was amazing. Then I went, this was Sunday, went home. On, on Monday, I went for classes, right? We're having problems now because of our school fees. We're not able to pay. And I just, I'm just there, but I haven't told anybody, you know? So I'm in the classroom, and here comes the dean. The dean comes in, and after, the, after he announces, he had a difficulty pronouncing my name, okay? <laughs> my name is Osakwe. 
Say, come on, let's say it. Osakwe. Say it again. Osakwe. Isn't that easy? <laughs> well, here comes the dean and he says, Will Mr. Osquagwe. <laughs> he turned me into a Japanese man, man. <laughs> Osquagwe. <laughs> well, well, Mr. Osquagwe, come to the office and see me after classroom. <laughs> Hallelujah. No offense, no offense, no offense. Why? Because especially, especially when you need some supply, man, you, you humble yourself, man. Call me anything you want to call me. Let's, let's know what's going on. <laughs> so, so I got to see the dean and he told me something very strange. He said he just felt impressed in his spirit. The dean. He says he felt impressed to pay my school fees and my wife's school fees. Amazing. Yeah. Hallelujah. How many of you know that's that's worth you can call me Osquaggy all you want. <laughs> but pay my fees, man, pay my fees. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so so and then and then it gives me it gives me two gift cards of two hundred dollars each. One from the school and one from the church. Wow, this is amazing. So I went home and we're all excited to showed my wife, we're all so happy. And I just felt impressed to buy a thank you card immediately and go back and give it to him. Say thank you, you know. So I just did that. I bought the card and I went back. Before I got back, apparently in the prayer school, they were praying and they felt led to raise money for two students. Now, they did not know uh, the two students, so they gave the money to the dean. And so, just before I got to, to the dean, he had the money on his table. And he's trying to decide who to give the money to. And I get there and I give the secretary, and I turn around, I'm walking out. Secretary goes on. While he's trying to decide who to give the money to, my card just slips in. And somehow, we bear witness with him, and he tells secretary, run and call him back, call him back. So she runs and calls me back. Hello. And here I am with, my, with cash, extra cash. Praise the Lord. I mean, this is happening. This is happening, yeah. right? God, who my wife tells me we got a check in the mail from one of our old friends of uh, the check was for $36.40. Mm-hmm. Things are happening, man. Yeah. Glory yeah. to God. Listen, by the end of that week, we had $2,675. Just like that. It came from different kinds of places. Once I sowed that seed, it provoked heaven. Things began to move. The Holy Spirit began. You see, I allowed him to move. By my obedience in sowing. Glory be to Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? It doesn't stop there. This lady I I, I told you about. The lady I told you about, right? The one who I led to Christ. She comes to visit us. And then she tells me, she tells me, the Lord spoke to me. I'm like, huh? You know, when you hear that kind of thing, you want to kind of judge the prophecy. You know what I'm saying? So I said, what did the Lord say to you? She said, the Lord said to me that whenever I get my, my salary, I should divide it and bring your portion. I said, that's the Lord, man. <laughs> 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 Woo! Glory to God. 
That's the Lord, man. That, that is not the devil, man. I'm telling you. That is not the devil. That's the Lord, man. And, and this lady is making a lot of money. You know? So what happens is every week, Friday, she shows up at the house. Even if she finishes work late and it's 1 a.m., the time she came to the house and had to throw stones at the window to wake us up to give us our portion. Man, this was, this was good stuff, man, I'm telling you. So, so now, you know, we're driving this, this pickup, Toyota, right? It's not in good shape. To be honest with you, it's in really bad shape. It doesn't have a heater. In Tulsa. Not good. So, when I get up in the morning, winter time, the seats are frozen. The steering is frozen. And I have to get to school. So I'm driving and I'm going... (laughs) And it's a two-seater. And my family is expanding. My, at that time, 10-year-old daughter, you know, she, she, it was funny because we had to kind of put her under the dashboard. <laughs> and then she would hold the baby because there's no space for the car seat. Then I'm driving and looking around. And if I see a policeman, I just got stopped somewhere. So I'm living like a criminal. <laughs> On the way to church. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so we knew it was time to get a new car. It was time. Hello. <laughs> Amen. And, and, you know, so, so I just, you know, I just began to, because now this whole thing was making sense to me. It was real now. I was beginning to see the, the results of sowing. Amen. Praying in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit going ahead of me, showing me favor. became so real. You know, so, you know, we sowed seed and we all agreed as a family that what we needed was a family car. We didn't have a specific name. We just said a family car. The whole idea was a car which we could all sit down and not, and not be criminals. Amen. (laughs) Get away, man. I'm telling you. So, so every morning we just, you know, we prayed about it, we sowed about it, and then every morning we just, first thing we did, every time we had a little morning devotional, we just thank God. So Lord, we thank you for our family car, you know. Sometimes, this, this, don't forget, this is December when, when all these things began to change, right? This, by February, okay, we went to visit one of our friends. And when we came to visit, another lady came to visit her as well. So we all got to meet. So the next day in class, because I used to go very early. Why? Because I used to go and pray. Because desperate times calls for desperate measures. Hello. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, I used to pray, man. Big time. Glory to God. You know, so I would just go. I will get there very early. I just go to the back of the classroom and I just would pray, man. Where nobody's around, I can make a noise in the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs> so I'm praying and then this lady walks in. The lady we just met in that woman's house. She walks in to the front. She's about to sit down and she looks behind. And then she just kind of, you could tell she's kind of, there's some, she's hesitating, you know. And then she walks up to me and she said this. She said, excuse me, but are you guys believing God for a family car? (laughs) 
When she said family car, wow. all my antennas went. I said, yes, family car, yes. She said, that's strange because this morning I woke up and I heard the Lord speak to me. And the Lord said to me, give that man you met yesterday, give him your car. Wow. I'm like, are you sure? I said, yeah. Okay. Now, when she said the phrase family car, we both knew there's something going on here. Because that's how the Lord spoke to her. Just to make sure it's confirmed. So after the, the classroom, I go with this guy. This guy who's my roommate now, who, who, who pays my rent. You know the guy? <laughs> I take him along to go see this lady. I didn't tell him what we're going to do. Because I really wasn't sure how the day would end. You know, so we just went together to see the lady. We got to her house. And then, you know, she has... Um, She's talking and talking and talking and talking. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, where is the car? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, so after some time, she now says, okay, then she picked up the keys. And says, okay, let's go. Let's go get the car. Now, all this time, my friend, I didn't tell him anything. So he's kind of looking at me and key car what's going on here you know i didn't say anything so we went downstairs and uh, you know there's apartment complex there are many cars you know so i'm walking behind her with my friend and she gets any car she gets in my mind i'm like is this the car in my mind or shall we look for another come on and we're going <laughs> we're going and then she gets she gets to to, to this cream colored cadillac seville come on <laughs> She, she gets there and says, this is the car. Listen, I almost fell. And it wasn't the power of the Holy Ghost, man, I'll tell you. <laughs> Hallelujah. She, she opened the door and, and I sat. Man, I never sat on leather so soft. The whole thing was computerized, man. I mean, this is, this is those guys make cars advance, you know. I mean, there's almost nothing on a dashboard. Everything is almost automatic, you know. And I'm like, wow, you know. So all this time, I didn't tell my friend. So he's now quiet. <laughs> he is quiet, you know. He happens to come from, my, from the same tribe I come from in Nigeria, okay. So he's quiet now. So she gave me the keys and tells me, come pick up the papers in two days' time. So I get in the car, ask my friend to get in the car. He got in the car, he's quiet. We drove out. Man, the car feels so good, man. You know, I'm driving out smooth, man. Smooth, you know. Later, man. Ah, this is good. This is good life, man. You know, so I'm driving. It took a while for him to get to his senses. And then he screamed. And the what is happening? <laughs> and then I explained to him what happened. He was so shocked, you know. Drove the car home. Didn't tell my wife. Went straight to bed. I slept. Woke up. Looked outside, and the car is still there, man. Now, now I can tell her now, because the car is real, man. Praise the Lord. So I asked my wife, let's go for a walk. And it had been a while since we went for a walk. Because I got so busy trying to get the school things sorted out. And she said to me, when last did we go for a walk? I said, let's start from somewhere, okay? 
<laughs> so we went downstairs. So I just kind of, you know, in between two cars, the Cadillac Seville, one of the cars here. So I go in front and I just kind of swing the door open. And she said, Andy, did you steal a car? I said, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, 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 this is. <sighs> so I took her around town, and then the next day I drove into school, and it was different. They were looking at me and said, where did this guy come from? Yesterday, he was driving a Toyota pickup. Today, he's having a of me. Praise the Lord. Amen. And I began to see the Lord move like this. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And it became so real to me. Yeah. This was no longer just, just about somebody preaching. This was happening to me. Yes. Glory be to God. All right? And then, you know, you know because, because, of course, you have all these payments you're supposed to make. We got to a point where we chose, we kind of decided not to eat meat. You know, it was quite bad, you know. So we didn't eat much meat in the house. And, you know, and my son became anemic. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I noticed his eyes were pale, you know. And I was, just, I was like, wow, could this be? Took him to the hospital and they, I said it was anemic. The doctor says, are you guys eating meat? I said, no, I'm not eating meat. Because we're trying to save money, you know, trying to save, we're trying to cut everything, you know. And so I got home. I felt so bad when I got home. You know, I felt this is, this is not, I'm not being responsible if my son is going to get sick because of this, you know. And we have to figure out what to do because it's not as if we had, you know. Because as the money's coming, we're paying school fees, we're, you know, we're paying all that stuff, Amen. So it got to a point where the next day I went to school and I was just sitting down thinking what to do, thinking what to do. And then here comes this lady in my classroom. She walks up to me and she says, do you guys need meat? (laughs) (laughs) Praise the Lord. Are you guys with me here? This is getting interesting because, you know, you know, it's, you know how money's coming, but money's going. Yes. I have my kids in school, you know, you got to pay their school fees, you know, big car, big gas. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you get my point. You know, so everything is still, you know, so, so I'm trying to balance everything. And then we, we fall into this, this trap, this trap here, you know, and then. So we just, you know, got back home. We felt so bad. We just kind of believed God. The next day, this lady walks up to me and says, you guys, you guys need meat? I'm like, wow. She says, the Lord spoke to me this morning to take your wife out and buy her nothing else but meat. Now that's specific. Took my wife out to, I think, Publix or so. Filled up the cat with all kinds of meat. When my wife came back. I had great respect for her. Meat everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we stuffed the meat into the fridge. No space left. My friend comes back from work. You know the guy who pays our rent? <laughs> he comes back from work. And he opens the fridge and he screams. <laughs> he can't understand what is happening in our life. Miracle after miracle after miracle. All things are working together for our good. Are you seeing what I'm saying? 
Then, you know, eventually, of course, we finished uh, Rema. We had to go back to Nigeria. The Lord gave us kind of direction where to go. I went first. My family came afterwards. You know, when I got to Nigeria, I basically didn't have you know, money to start the ministry. You know, so I stayed in a friend's house for some time. After a while, someone approached me and says he felt impressed to, to give us a seed. Right? I took the seed and I went to the city where I am right now. And I wanted to get a house where we could stay. Mm -hmm. Went around, found one lady. She owned a house. I went to her office and I gave her, this is how much I have. Now she says, this is not enough. We need so much more money. This is how much it's, it's worth, but this is what I have. Okay? And, you know, she, she looked at me and she said, you know what? This money you're giving me is so much less than what the house is worth. But I don't know what I'll tell God by the time you live here. I don't know how I'll explain to God how he sent you to me and I did not take the money. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. She said, the Lord dealt with me already. Give me the money. I'll take it just like that. Amen. Are you see what I'm saying? Amen. This is all in the perfect will of God. Amen. We got, and that's where we started the church. <laughs> right in that house. Amen? Amen. And, and things just kept on happening. Things kept on happening. At one point in time, you know, while we're in the living room in the house, you know, I, I have this thing because we need money to get the church moving. And I felt we needed to sow seed as a church. And I felt we needed to sow in dollars to two ministries in the U.S. I had it in my heart. You know, but we didn't have dollars. This is Nigeria. This is Saturday night. We have church on Sunday morning. And I have that impression. So I said, Lord, if this is you speaking to me, you have to find a way to get me the dollars. Praise the Lord. So the next day, we're having service in the house. And here comes this stranger. He comes in with one of the ladies in church. He wants to marry her, obviously. So he's following her everywhere and comes into the <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. And so he comes into the church. And then... And we have a service. After the service, you know, I'm going through the offering and, and I find a $100 bill. $100 bill. I found out the guy's from Canada. He wants to marry this lady. The amazing thing is, he didn't end up marrying her. Amen. But he fulfilled his purpose. Amen. Amen. So I took the money. This is amazing. This is just to sow seed. Yeah. So the guys who helped me count the money, I said, listen, this money is God giving us money to sow. Because we need to sow so we can break out of this place. Yeah. Amen? Amen? So I now had to find a way to send the money abroad. Mm -hmm. My friend calls me the same day, my friend. He's on his way to the U.S. Mm -hmm. He's passing by, he stays in a hotel. I said, please, I've got to see you. I want to give you something to help me. When you go to America, you post it to, to the ministries for me. So I got there and I explained to him what happened. Right? Mm -hmm. And I'm about to give him the money. He says, don't worry. It says, I will use my own money and sow the seed for you. You keep that $100. Wow. Praise the Lord. So I got back home. We had another, I mean, extra $100. Change the money to Naira. That's a lot of money. Praise the Lord. And it just kept on happening one thing after the other. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit. The influence of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? As you pray in the Spirit... Hallelujah. As you, as you sow seed, mm -hmm. glory to God. Yeah. 
One time my wife and I, we needed some money in the house. Okay. Uh, we just didn't have enough money. And we just had this impression to start to, to pray in the spirit. We prayed for about an hour in the spirit. Suddenly somebody knocks on the door and walks in. All right. And this guy was driving past the house to go somewhere. And he says as he drove past, he had this feeling. He's not even saved. He's not saved. He said he had this feeling to just stop by and give us his money. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Did I take the money? Hello. <laughs> Glory to God. And then when we got to Florida, something happened. When we started church in Florida, you know, I used to come to church and then we had, you know, there were very religious people in that area. And so the services were so dry, you know, I was trying hard to break through and it was difficult, you know. And I got to a point, I told my wife, man, it's getting very difficult to preach these days, you know. Something has to happen. The Holy Spirit has to do something, you know. So we got home that day. And we said, let's just pray. Let's just pray. Let's ask, let's ask God to do something unusual that will spark a fire in this church and change the atmosphere. So we prayed. We just prayed together maybe for, for about an hour or so. And we gave God thanks. I said, Lord, whatever you need to do, but we need you to do something, Holy Spirit, so that this church, the atmosphere will change. All right? The next Sunday, I'm getting ready for church. And I felt impressed to minister on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. All right? And that's what I did. You know, I explained everything. I, I gave the steps. You know, about 20 people came out, you know, to be filled with the Spirit. Yeah. I mean, they came out. It was, it was wonderful, but nothing spectacular. I mean, they all spoke in tongues except one person who happened to live very close to us. She and her husband. The husband spoke in tongues, but she didn't. So after the service, I'm just there packing up the equipment about to leave, and she walks up to me. She says, I want to speak in tongues. And I looked at her and I said, you know what? We can do this next week. <laughs> I was really tired. She said, she said, I want to speak in tongues. So I left equipment and I came and laid hands on her. And I tried to minister to her and nothing happened. And she just wasn't getting my instructions, you know. So, so I, I left. I said, you know what? We will do this next week, okay? So I left, I was trying to equipment, and she came closer. She says, I want to speak. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I tried again, you know, nothing. I tried to explain nothing, right? I went back again, and she came closer. And she stood her ground. She says, I want to speak in tongues. She was almost crying. So I turned around to her. I was about to lift up my hand, and I felt a wind from behind and the thing about it, it hit me first. So I began to fall before she began to fall. The husband was next to her, so it hit me, hit her, and then hit him. Yeah. So she fell on him, and I fell on her, on him. <laughs> it was not a good sight. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. But she hit the floor, speaking in tongues. Now that's not where it ends. She spoke in tongues and spoke in tongues and spoke in tongues. After about 45 minutes, right? She's still speaking in tongues. And then she's trying to communicate. Because she's wondering, why can't I stop speaking in tongues? So she's going, 
And I'm telling her, everything is okay. These things happen. Meanwhile, in my heart, I'm saying, Lord, you better do something. I understand this is a sign, but let the sign finish so we can have it. The husband comes up to me and says, is everything okay? Yeah. I said, don't worry, everything's okay. Everything is in order, right? She'll soon be okay, you know? And we, le- we left her. She kept on speaking in tongues. One hour speaking in tongues. The children began to cry. The kids. And I'm really concerned now. I'm like, Lord, I know I asked for something spectacular. But I think we're done with that now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> I think we're finished with that spectacular. And she kept on. You know the amazing thing? She got to a point she was so full of the spirit. She could not stand. So we had to carry her to the car. On the way to the car, she's going, <laughs> On the way to the car. Put her in the car. The husband looks at me one last time. As if to say, are you sure? I told him, everything is going to be okay. And I'm praying. So, so he goes to the car and drives out. As he's driving out, you can hear her screaming in tongues. And the kids are crying. And the man is looking at me as he's driving out. Now, they lived, they lived very close to where we lived, okay? <laughs> I'm just, this, is, this is real life. I mean, we saw this happen, okay? So, so, you know, I think they kind of used a longer road. We left to go home, all right? And then, so they were telling me later on that when they were driving, they got to a traffic light, and then they, they kind of stopped there, and a policeman drove right by. And he did not have his license in order. His license was, 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 was something was wrong with license. So he was really scared, and she was talking in tongues. <laughs> so he said, the policeman looked at her, and she was going, <laughs> So he said, he, he said, he thinks the policeman looked at her and said, I don't need this kind of trouble. <laughs> I don't need this kind of trouble this afternoon. <laughs> and he just drove off somewhere else, but I said, I don't need no crazy people right now. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't end there. We got home, so I'm waiting for them. They got back, right? And she's still, as he's driving in, you can hear her screaming in tongues. And the man is so embarrassed, man. So, you can tell he's so embarrassed. He doesn't know what to do because everybody's watching. So I rushed out to help him. We had to carry her. So me and him were kind of, and he's t- talking to me as she's going, He's talking to me, he's telling me, Pastor, you said everything was all right. <laughs> I said, everything is all right, don't worry, she'll be all right. We carried her into the room. All the kids are looking at me. I said, what have you done to her mom? <laughs> you know, you can see they don't trust me anymore. So we took her, we put her on, on, on her bed, covered her, she's praying in tongues. I went upstairs, because we just live right, right above. I went upstairs and prayed, man. I said, Lord, help us. Whatever you're doing, I think, I think you've, you've done it. It's working. 
It's a good message. Listen, she prayed in tongues for about five hours, 40 minutes. Non-stop. After about three hours of praying in tongues, she went into visions and revelations. She began to see angels. She began to see all kinds of things. And then she slept off. Listen, the next time we came to church on Sunday, there was fire in the church. That problem was fixed. (laughs) Say amen, somebody. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're talking about the work of the Holy Spirit. The partnership of the Holy Spirit. He played the role of my partner. I asked him, I said, we need fire in this church. You've got to do something. And he did what was just necessary for fire. Hallelujah. Are you with me here? So, so I, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you this year. You know, I want you to make up your minds that you're going to step up your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I want you to, you know, you know, it's not wrong to talk to him. It's not. Praise the Lord. And I find out that, you know, you know, he likes to sing. Yeah. And, and when you're full of spirit, I found out you'll have a song in your spirit. Glory to God. You know, and you see, you don't have to bother yourself. Nobody's going to hear you sing. This is between you and the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You're not being asked to record your song. <laughs> Amen. So, so, but I find, you know, Bible speaks about, you know, speaking in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And when you start to do that, you start to get filled with the spirit of God. You, you start to sense the fullness of God. Praise the Lord. So, so just start to cultivate a new relationship with the Holy Spirit this year. Hallelujah. This year. Sometimes, you know how I started? I would bring a chair. I would sit down or kneel down and bring a chair and put it in front of me. And just imagine him sitting down. Because it had to become real to me. So I started to talk to him. Talk to him. There's nothing wrong with an imagination. No. It's given to you for a purpose. Use it to serve God. Amen. Yes. So I began, I began to talk to him. And after some time, right, I began to, you know, began to sense that I could hear him talk back to me at certain times. Praise the Lord. And that's how it started. So, so, so I would start to, to have sensations. And I began to understand the sensation of being led by the Spirit. You know, it's something that you kind of practice. And as you practice, you get to a place where you can actually articulate and say, this is the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, just uh, a few days ago, uh, my son wanted me to buy him a bag, a, a roller bag, you know, because in school, the bags, they, they carry, the rucksacks, becoming too heavy for his back, you know. So there's a particular bag he wanted. And I was just kind of driving around in, uh, in Orlando, you know, and I went to Walmart, you know, I didn't find it there. On my way out, I just had this impression to just move into there's some shops, you know, and there's this place called Academy. You know Academy? 
Well, it's one of the shops there. So I went in there, and I, you know, I walked to a certain section. I had the bags, you know. I looked there. I didn't find a bag. So I turned around. I'm about to walk out of, the sh of, of, that, of that shop, and I had a sense in me to go to a particular corner in that shop. Strange. So I stopped. So I turned around, and I walked right there. I got there, and I found some more bags. So I looked and looked and looked. I couldn't find a bag. The same, the bag I wanted, I couldn't find it. So I was like, hmm. So I'm trying to walk out again, and I'm still feeling this thing to go back there. So I went back again. I looked, nothing. Anyway, so I went home. So my son now sent me the uh, number, the phone number and all that. I called the number to find out where it was, and they referred me back to that same shop. So I went back to the same shop. I went to customer service. I said, listen, this is what I'm looking for. She pointed me back to that same place. I got to the same place again. I looked. I didn't see the bag. So I found an attendant. I said, listen, I'm looking for this kind of bag. Do you have it? She said, yes. Took me right back to the same spot. And just moved the bags like this and brought the bag out. So all this time, the Holy Ghost trying to tell me the bag is in there. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I just believe the Holy Spirit wants to really be involved Amen. in every aspect yeah. of our lives. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. And if we let him, he yeah. will. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. And it's not difficult. It's not difficult. It's something we have to believe and we have to practice the presence of God. Yeah. Are you with me here? Yeah. Glory be to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah.